0: I'm um, going to read two really short passages, uh, um, and then we're going to unpack those together, and I'm going to give us a chance to respond. Um, so the first passage is First Corinthians 12, uh, verses 12 to 14. Um, Just as one body, though one has many parts, but all its parts, all its many parts from one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body. Whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and were all given the one spirit to drink, even so the body is not made up of one part, but of many. And the second passage is Romans six, three to four. Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized in the Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death and order, but just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Um, So every year at Central, uh, we like to revisit our three core values. Uh, Those are worship, community, uh, and witness. And this week, I'm gonna spend a short while helping us think through what it means to be a church um, who care about community. Uh, When I say community, okay, um, I wonder what images and people come into your mind. Um, Maybe we could do that just for a few seconds. Uh, Think of your community. Um, Who do you see? Where are you? What is happening? What do you associate with that word? Um, You see, community is one of those strange words. Uh, We we all know it's a word that names something uh, really important, Uh, but sometimes it's hard to pinpoint exactly what it names, isn't it? Community can be defined by geography, especially in our part of the world. We talk about local communities, community relations, community workers, community centers, cross-community projects, disadvantaged communities, or sometimes It's a word that's used to describe uh, a group of people who are united uh, by a race, religion, or a cause. So we talk about political communities, about loyalist and republican communities, the Muslim community, the LGBTQ plus community. Uh, On the other hand, when we think about our community, we might think of our intimate social network, our family, our friends, our colleagues. And very often we talk about church community, don't we? Um, We value our church community. We love being part of a church community. But there are other branches of the church who, when they think of the word community, they think of religious communities. And to them, the word suggests something more concrete than just coming together on a Sunday. Um, They think of it in terms of, of becoming a monk or a nun and giving up your personal freedom to live with others according to your communal rule of life. So what do we mean? What do we mean at Central when we say we are a church who value community? The fact that community as a word is used in such a broad and diverse way tells us two things. First, it tells us something uh, about what it means to be human. That, that, that as humans, we value and know that we need community but being interdependent on others who are different from us is an essential ingredient of human flourishing human flourishing and 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 the good of the world On the other hand it tells us that community is hard community is hard and it's elusive it can have the quality of the mirage in the desert as soon as we think we've arrived at the place of community it vanishes before us um Sigmund Bauman, right? Uh, He was a sociologist, and he said this about community. The word community conveys a feeling more than a definite meaning. Community is a warm place, a cozy and comfortable place. It's like a roof under which we shelter from heavy rain, like a fireplace at which we warm our hands on a frosty day. Out there in the street, all sorts of dangers lie in ambush waiting. We have to be alert when we go out. We have to watch whom we're talking to and who talks to us. Be on the lookout every minute. But here in community, we can relax. There are no dangers. In community, we all understand and trust each other completely. We can trust what we hear, are safe most of the time, and are hardly ever puzzled or taken aback. In short, community stands for the kind of world which is not actually available to us. I'll say that again. Community stands for the kind of world which is not actually available to us. So if community is one of our core values here in Central, we need to move beyond community as as something fuzzy and, and, and nondescript, as a feeling to something more concrete and meaningful. So to start I want to talk about three modern myths of community we often hold to before we look at Jesus' vision for community. The first myth of community is that it's optional. So much of our individualistic, uh, so much of our culture is individualistic and based in competition. We value and celebrate individual success over expressions of community and interdependence. Community can often be seen as an add-on to your lives, can't it? It's something we we add into your life once we've accomplished all our personal goals. Community is is that optional thing that we can pursue when we have time that makes our lives a little bit richer and more satisfying. Um, The challenge for us is to reject this as false and to truly start believing that community is the God-given bedrock for living well in this land. Community is not optional. The second myth is that we can choose our community. Um, This is a trap we can easily fall into if we already view community as an add-on to an otherwise full and independent life. And a world that prioritizes choice and consumer power is easy to think an ideal community my ideal community would look like lots of people just like me hanging out together, or at least people who are pretty similar to me. We all value a little bit of diversity, right? (laughs) And and the thing is, that's often how so-called communities in our world look. Even though research has shown that diverse communities are, are more creative, innovative, healthy, and resilient, We do not choose our community. Our community welcomes us in, okay? Against the myth of of, of choosing your own community, Parker Palmer reminds us, who is in our community is not our choice, but an act of grace. It's not our choice, it's an act of grace. The third myth is that community is easy. Um, Community is not easy. You see, there's two priorities we all have in life. We want to be safe from danger and we want to be free to do what we want. But to be in community means giving up something of our freedom, whether it's how we use our time or spend our money. Community means not getting our own way and being attentive and responsive to a good greater than our own personal well being. One of my first tastes of just how uncomfortable community uh, can be well, as I was as 17, I just became a Christian. I, I, I was doing a, a, my first ever mission team, and we were meeting in some guy's garage, and it was a really random bunch of people, right? Uh, and then. Remember, as Christian for like literally six months, and you're like, we're all going to take our socks and shoes off and wash each other's feet, right? And I remember thinking, if this is the gift of Christian community, I wish I'd kept the gift receipt, right? <laughs> you know, community can make us on easy. It's difficult. So we said, what community isn't? It's not optional. It's not something we choose, and it's not easy. But just as we close. I want us to explore Jesus' vision for community. Um, The reason I chose those two short passages from Romans and Corinthians is because they remind us that we are a community of the baptized. We are a community of the baptized. And baptism signifies that we are bound to Jesus and bound to each other. Baptism signifies that we are bound to Jesus and bound to each other. Baptism is about expressing our personal commitment to Jesus. But when we commit our life to Jesus, it means at the very same time, we are committing to be part of his people, part of his family, part of his body. The first reading was from 1 Corinthians 12, where Paul famously says the church is like a body. And in verse 13, he tells us how we are formed into that body. He says it happens through baptism in the one spirit. I don't know if you know, but this is central seventh birthday, right? <laughs> hey, lots of things to celebrate this morning. Okay, it's central seventh birthday. Um, and we often talk about Pentecost as the birthday of the church. Here's the thing: the spirit was a gift. Poured out by God so that the church could be born. And the work of growing Christian communities is still the work of the Holy Spirit. To experience and grow as a specifically Christian community, we need to first for, be open to, and partner with the Holy Spirit. Christian community is only possible through the indwelling, through baptism by the Holy Spirit. Uh, maybe you're not uh, like a church person and you're here this morning for a friend and you've, and you've watched them get in the, a, a pool of water and get out, right? And you're thinking, what is this all about? Um, there was a, a famous German uh, theologian, Karl Barth, and he wrote a book on baptism. And in it, he talked about the miracle of the Christian life. The miracle of the Christian life. Um, what did he mean? He meant that from a human perspective, for someone to genuinely be, to be converted to faith in Jesus, to have a relationship with God, from a human point of view, it was impossible. And it's a miracle because we see it happen, isn't it? So what you've witnessed this morning is a miracle. It's the miracle that God is alive and he breaks into your lives and he changes us the miracle of the Christian life. And just in the same vein, we could talk about the miracle of Christian community, right? God is able to take a diverse, random group of people and to bring them together because he is at work through his Holy Spirit. Um, we've just finished up a series on the Spirit. So I'll be super quick here and just list some of the ways the Spirit grows uh, community. Um, first of all, the Spirit imparts gifts to individuals for the benefit of the community. Second, the Spirit helps us to discern those gifts. Now now sometimes we discern those gifts on our own. We start to realize as we follow Jesus that here there's something I'm good at here that I can use for the sake of the community. Uh, But often it requires other people in the community to see those gifts and call them out of us. The spirit leads us to repent of prejudices, biases and selfish motives. Um, again this sometimes happens through personal conviction maybe as you're, you're you're hearing God's word being shared from the front maybe just as as you're, as you're listening to your devotional or reading the bible or driving down the road just sometimes remember oh no I've got to change this thing in my life um, but sometimes conviction comes through a word spoken by someone we trust in the context of community the spirit also causes the growth of certain characteristics that help us to better love and care for and be faithful to each other, what we call the fruit of the Spirit. So Christian community grows and we all grow here at Central as we partner with, or to use Paul's phrase, as we drink of the Holy Spirit. But as well as our baptism in the Spirit of God, what is communicated in water baptism, which is what we've witnessed this morning, tells us so much more about the sort of community we are called to be. And I'll read that little passage from Romans 6 again. Don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. If the Holy Spirit is a sculptor, shaping our community the spirit does this shaping with a clear picture in mind and that picture is the life death and resurrection of jesus you know i i, I still find it a bit mad but uh, lots of early christian baptismal pools were coffin shaped right they were coffin shaped i'm kind of glad that was a tradition that didn't stick right um it's maybe not the most seeker sensitive thing in the world hey look at someone be submerged in a coffin right um but, but, it, but it was significant, right? Uh, because it showed um, the importance of what was going on in the act of baptism. And I want us to dwell really quickly in that image of dying with Jesus. You see, Jesus' life was marked by descent into darkness. Um, started in heaven, came down, was incarnated and born um, in a dark and confusing and chaotic world. Jesus identified in his life with the reality of this world culminating in his death and burial. And you see, before someone comes out of, of the water of baptism as a new creation, okay, they have also chosen to be immersed in the depths. They have chosen to acknowledge and, and, and to be immersed in the depths. And, and for some early Christians, the water of baptism um, referred to the chaos of the world before God created and ordered things as they were meant to be. Um, But we are a community of the baptized, means we are choosing together to be immersed in the chaos and the brokenness of this world at the same time as we are immersed in God's love. Um, I want to read what Rowan Williams uh, says about what it means to be buried in the depths free baptism. He says this. Where might you expect to find the baptized? One answer is in the neighborhood of chaos. It means you might expect to find Christian people near to those places where humanity is most at risk. Where humanity is most disordered, disfigured and needy. Christians will be found in the neighborhood of Jesus But Jesus is found in the neighborhood of human confusion and suffering, defenselessly alongside those in need. If being baptized is being led to where Jesus is, then being baptized is being led towards the chaos and the neediness of a humanity that has forgot its own destiny. Baptism means being with Jesus in the depths, the depths of human need, including the depths of our own need. But also, but also in the depths of God's love, in the depths of the water where the Spirit is recreating and refreshing human life as God meant it to be. Um, you see, here's the thing we value community, but we don't value community as a fuzzy feeling. What we mean when we say we prioritise community is we want to live out faithfully what it means to be a community of baptised, a community shaped by the life and vision of Jesus, a community who are open, open to being formed and deformed and formed all over again by the Holy Spirit. This is what we mean by community. This is what we value.